Well, hello and welcome to Bible Prophecy for today. This channel is where I discuss controversial topics and news headlines that you're not going to hear about in the mainstream media. And I do it all from a West Texans biblical point of view. Hey, hey, guys, welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather and I got a show for you guys today. And uh, I'm just going to jump into some headlines because there's a lot, I mean, and a lot going on. Let's check it out. So first things first, we got Bill Gates back up in the news with his new, oh my God, there's going to be a new pandemic, new pandemic. Yep, there's coming, it's coming, yep, 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 it's coming, it's coming, yeah. Okay. Uh, that's going to be uh, the Gateway Pundit. It's here we go. Gates funded international organization names 11 viruses as potential candidates for the next pandemic. Man, guys, they just won't stop. Won't stop, will they? Uh, the tribulation, revelation talks something about pestilences. I don't know. Yeah, you know. Anyway, woke military continues to weaken as it faces severe recruiting shortage. Joe Biden's embarrassing first day in Israel. Lord help us all. The world is marching toward the time when God places his king on the throne. That's Jonathan Brittner. Tracking the trend towards tribulation. Folks, there's a lot of stuff, lots of stuff, all right? Uh, what another one? Here's one. Okay, this is Sri Lanka is the future the global elites want for everyone. Folks, you're not going to believe this. If you guys listen to John Holler of Fellowship Bible Chapel, if you do, then you would have heard his midweek update, and folks, it was so good. If you don't, I'm going to tell you all about John Holler today. Check him out. Fellowship Bible Chapel. It's got a great YouTube Rumble page. You guys check it out. There's a lot of stuff he can't really talk about on the YouTube because, you know, their page could get shut down. And that's where their church uploads their sermons. So we don't want that, right? We don't want that. They're working on an app. Now, they are all volunteers. And he uh, he's an attorney, very intelligent man, um, very intelligent man, knows what's going on, very well, uh, spirit-filled uh, uh, man of God, I totally believe. So, Anyway, show them some love. Pray for them, okay, that uh, that they get this app going and they can, you know, live stream on this app and don't have to worry about Charlie Vector not saying certain words and that kind of thing. And another thing, if you do listen to John Holler, please let him know if he needs a platform to do his podcasting from. Because I know he said on the, on the midweek update, it's a little hard for him to get onto Apple and that kind of thing. iTunes, you know, that kind of thing with his podcast. Please tell him to go to Podbean as his um, platform. I use Podbean. I have never had an issue with them uh, broadcasting to anybody. Makes it uber easy. The only problem that I have with Apple with iTunes is that my um, my logo is not shown on there. So it just has like a purple background type thing. Uh, so it won't, for some reason, my old, my logo will not upload. And I have done a lot of stuff in Canva trying to, you know, match it to whatever they want. And it just, I don't know. But anyway, but to get the, get your voice out there, Podbean is fantastic. It sends mine everywhere. Google, I mean, it goes everywhere. Google Cast, iTunes, Podcasts are everywhere. It goes everywhere. So, I mean, if you know John Holler, shoot him an email. Tell him, hey, check out Podbean. Anyway, lots of stuff going on. There's more so, but he did talk about Sri Lanka and uh, how the World Economic Forum had their page on there from 2018 about how the president of Sri Lanka is like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do everything that Klaus Schwab said. We're going to make our country great again. Yeah. Look at it now. It doesn't look so great. But folks, if you look at Sri Lanka, that's what the WEF wants for every nation, every country. And uh, right down to, down to me and you, that's what they want. But folks, eh, 
if your eyes are not open, you're not going to see what's going on, right? What did Jesus say in the Bible all those times? They had ears, but they don't hear. They have eyes, but they don't see, right? Hey, we see it happening right now. What else is going on? So here's, here's a good one. So this is new insight on Klaus Schwab's. You know it. You know him. You love him. You know where I'm heading, right? You know, you hear, you hear the, I hear something in the background. What am I, where am I going? You will own nothing and be happy how AI and the Internet of Things will control everything you do in life by Leo Holman, H-O-H-M-A-N-N dot com. Go show Leo some love. You know him. You love him. He's one of my favorites. Go check out his article. We're going to check that out today. What else do we have going on today? So, you guys, if you do not subscribe to Jan Markell's, um, first of all, if you're not on her website, what are you doing? What are you doing? It's olivetreeviews.org. Go check it out. You are going to find out so much stuff that you didn't know before, right? Ah, she's got a fantastic ministry, and I'm so thankful for her because she got me out of the health, wealth, prosperity bullcrap back in like 2006 when I had gone to a church and I knew something was wrong. Started listening to her program. She had all these guests on there, these pastors. I was like, what? So I thank God for her uh, for getting me out of that. But she has got a quarterly magazine that she puts out, guys. And uh, if, if you're subscribed, then you get it in your email. And uh, if you're like a longtime subscriber, you actually get it in the mail, right? But this is her latest one. is trending towards the tribulation. And she's got some so good stuff on there, guys. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk a little bit about what she's got on here. So this, this one is probably one of her best ones. It's the summer of 22. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about it. So she's got the trending towards the tribulation on here. She's also got, let me see, let me scroll down here. Now they do do a round table. So her and I believe it's Amir and a couple other folks on there. You guys, Barry Stagner, Pastor Barry Stagner, Mike Golay. Um, go check out that too. You can find that on uh, Behold Israel. Uh, go there, check it out. Uh, it's on their YouTube page, Facebook as well. So what else we got? Okay, so I want to give some updates, you guys, if you are you know interested in these things. Thursday, August the 4th, uh, Michelle Bachman um, is going to be at Mark Henry Ministries, and they're going to live stream that at markhenryministries.com. It's going to be 7 o'clock to 9 o'clock, that's Central Standard Time. Doors open at 6, and there's no cost or registration if you want to go check that out. And one of my all-time favorites from getalifemedia.com, getalifemedia.com, is Pastor Billy Crumb. Pastor Billy Crumb will be at Mark Henry Ministries uh, there at uh, a Thursday, October the 6th of 2022. Good Lord willing, we're not raptured as of yet. Nothing else happens. He will be there from 7 to 9. You can also watch that live stream at markhenryministries.com there in Minneapolis, Minnesota. <clears throat> so, folks... They are doing such great work for God. Her ministry has done so much work getting the gospel out on all these radio stations. Um, please show her some love. Pastor Billy Crone, um, Barry Stagner, all these people are watchmen on the wall, and we are so thankful for them. I get tons, tons of information from these wonderful people, and I'm so thankful for them. Pastor Tom Hughes is another one. I get a lot of information uh, from him as well, and he uh, is going to be there February, the, or he was there February the 10th. I'm sorry. And so if you want to go back and listen to it, you can still check that out at markhenryministries.com. So anyway, lots of stuff happening, and she's got some wonderful, wonderful things going on uh, in this headline. I want to scroll down a little bit further. So another one is like, what happened to my church? So Jim Markell has a uh, article of that too. She wrote in her um, monthly, or no, it's not monthly, it's a quarterly magazine. Anyway, anyway, check it out, folks. Uh, talking about what happened to your church, like nothing could have prepared me. Like, what, what, where are the pastors, right? You got yoga. I remember when I went to a Baptist church and they brought in Christian yoga. I'm like, there's nothing Christian about yoga. I said, if you don't understand what yoga is and you're bringing this into the church, what am I doing here? 
so shortly thereafter I left because it was a Southern Baptist church and they all went woke, right? They started bringing this critical race theory. And I remember it was like 2017. My pastor said something about, um, we don't need to be looking up for Jesus. We need to be looking out into the community for Jesus. That's a bad Texas accent. You know, I'm from Texas, so I can dog it like that. But I was like, what? I said, the Bible clearly commands us to be looking up for Jesus. When you see these things happening, what does he say? Lift your head up because he's coming. Your redemption draws near. Don't you, be, you don't need to be looking for Jesus up in the air. You need to be looking for him out into your community. We need to be the hands and the feet of Jesus. Man, let me tell you something, folks. We are to help take care of the poor. Because what did Jesus say? The poor you will have with you always. But me? I'm not going to be here. Right? It's going to be ascended to the Father. But they take things out of context. And they like, they don't. I just knew, I just knew then when he said that something ain't right. And I'll tell you how great Jim Arkell is. I even, I sent her an email and I said, hey, this is what's going on with my church. What do you think? And so I even downloaded the, uh, the sermon that he preached and I sent that to her. And she read it and she got back to me and she said, yes, your church is going the way of, you know, the whatever. But back then in 2017, critical race theory and like all of this stuff wasn't, um, well, actually it was before that. It was like 2006 or seven when I started the first one, you know, and she got back to me. But anyway, just know that her ministry is wonderful and um, definitely go show her some support. So anyway, what else we got? Uh, I was going to go through some of her stuff. So she's also got here another part of it. It's kind of worth quoting. She's got Amir uh, Safadi on here talking about European Union to export national gas to the year 2050. She's got Joe Rosenberg uh, talking about something that's going on with Natalie Bennett and that kind of thing going on. If you're not watching what's going on in the Middle East, guys, you need to be watching there, especially what happens in Turkey. Oh, just always watch Turkey because a lot of stuff in the Bible talks about that, especially with prophecy, right? So, Leo Holman, uh, and she mentioned here about Dr. Pippa Malgram uh, told the World Government Summit, remember that we are on the brink of abandoning the traditional system of money and accounting and introducing a new one. It means digital. It means having an almost perfect record of every single transaction that happens in the economy, which will give us far greater clarity over what is going on. Yeah, what's going on with your life. They'll know everything about you. Everything everything that's the whole point how do you think the antichrist is going to roll in rain ai ai is going to help him think about it do you not think if a demon can possess a human that's not a christian you don't think that they can possess go into ai i mean seriously folks Woo! i'm telling you why do you think jesus has got to come back oh my goodness so anyway uh, lots of stuff going on. Lots of stuff. Of course, Jonathan Brittner. If you have not uh, checked out his latest book, I do want to talk about that as well. I don't have it in front of me, but I do want to mention that. Um, he's got a really good book out. And uh, is this what you had in mind, America? About how Lindsay, when wokeness awakens. So let's start with that article right now and see what we've got going. Here we go. So, how Lindsay says, is this what you had in mind, America? Mass shootings one after another, government paralyzed, not by disagreements, but by hate. The ongoing laws of constitutional rights, inflation, stagnation, despondency, especially among the young millions caught in a seemingly unbreakable cycle of poverty. Is this what you had in mind, America, when you said God had no place in public schools or when you made local movie theaters a cesspool of wickedness? When wokeness awakens, you made the military a giant guinea pig for social experimentation, turned military academies into institution of wokeness that hate fundamental American values, and you promoted the most politically correct 
into the highest positions of authority. Even though the rank and file of your military remains the best in the world, your leaders fail them, as in Afghanistan. Through abortion, you taught the young that human life has no value, and you wonder why suicide is the leading cause of death among people between the ages of 10 and 34, or why 18-year-olds shoot up schools and supermarkets. In school, you turn sex education into an opportunity to promote sexual perversions of all kinds, and you wonder why one in five Americans is mentally ill. You shred families. You disparage the idea that children need their fathers and mothers and you can't figure out why they bully and cheat and turn to violence living for likes on social media you made your music all about sin and sensuality degrading rather than uplifting you made leaders out of the loudest least thoughtful among us you made a god out of popularity on social media you replaced statesmanship with the with the poison power politics of hate you allowed the media to become your thought shepherds rather than your fact finders and what about you church is what you is this what you had in mind did you plan to become weak and ineffective when you traded in bible infused messages with pop psychology is this what you had in mind is that what you wanted when you made entertaining children the priority over teaching them god as a last resort god says look to me but you look instead to political saviors in fact you look to man first in all things leaving god as a last resort and why not? After all, you teach that the great God creator of all things is nothing more than a friendly little pal whose primary purpose is to help you feel good about yourself. Is this what you had in mind, church, when you chose to embrace the world's definition of prosperity and blessings rather than God's? Or chose to sacrifice sweet facade instead of the glorious reality of the omnipotent God? When you threw away reverence, did you have this in mind? You tried to make church doctrine all things to all people. You wanted to be like and not seen as peculiar. But by watering down the gospel, you laid your own children on Moloch's altar. Come out from among them and be separate. A remnant remains lit from within by the glowing fires of the Holy Spirit. But to a stunning extent, the church is drowning in worldliness. When the people of earth need more than ever for the creator or I'm sorry, for the church to be distinct, it has emulated the world the world so long and with such ardor that people have a hard time telling one from another. But God still says, Come out from among them and be ye separate. Second Corinthians six seventeen. Folks, what are you gonna do? I'm talking to you believers out there in Christ. What are you going to do? Are you gonna continue to be like the world or are you going to come out from among her and be separate as god has called us to do so anyway that was by hal Lindsay, and you can find that in jan markell's uh quarterly magazine if you haven't checked it out go to her website at olivetreeviews.org so what else we got trending towards the tribulation so this is jan's article she says she's been watching the convergence of the so-called signs of the times ever since someone handed her hal Lindsay's late great planet earth many years ago uh, she said the book got her attention. Since then, she's been fascinated with how Bible prophecy is being fulfilled now for several decades. The apocalypse is in the air, she says. But in the last few years, things are happening so quickly that observers of the times can't keep up. It's as though the four horsemen of the apocalypse are now out of the barn. 
but they can't make their global appearance until the church is called home in the rapture. The Bible is clear that we will be with Jesus in heaven before these riders begin their deadly trek across the planet Earth. Here's a very short list of things that she's been noting as the year 2020, indicating time is winding down and we will be whisked away very soon. She says, number uh, one bullet point says, we already see the formation of this coming new world order through the UN and the World Economic Forum. Without firing a shot, they have gained the allegiance of most world leaders for the Marxist uh, for their Marxist plans to enslave the people of the world. The globalists believe they have the means to reshape the world according to their agenda via the influence they have gained over the global leaders of our day. A one world government will be birthed once the church vacates. The players are in place. Next, she says three words in the Bible jumped out at me recently. She said without natural affection. Second Timothy 3 3. And folks, I've noticed this too. But anyway, she continues. That happened. I'm sure you guys have too. <laughs> she continues. That happens to a final generation. But who could have imagined today's society celebrating the trans movement, homosexual marriage, and the slaughtering of the unborn? All of these operate without natural affection. And these issues are a leftist obsession. They love every imaginable aberration. Those standing for biblical values such as pro-life groups are under literal violent attack. That same passage opens... Uh, talking about perilous times. Sure, we've had perilous times since World War One. The destruction of World War Two was unthinkable, but now Russia's lunatic leader is threatening the world with nukes. One could be unleashed before this magazine reaches your mailbox, she says. There are more than 40 wars or serious conflicts raging in the world right now, displacing millions and often involving circumstances that are indeed perilous. She says, let me spend an extra moment on economic issues, inflation and famine, all prophecy to occur during Daniel's 70th week or the tribulation, the time of Jacob's trouble. Are we not seeing the stage setting for that now, she says? Ooh. As the food of apocalypse approaches, the poorest peoples will suffer as they always do. But it is feared that the pain will rapidly move up the global food chain. With that comes a surge in political turbulence, humanitarian crisis, and global instability. Add to this the shortage of fertilizer... And uh, the word apocalypse is indeed appropriate and not overused here. U.S. farmer uh, sentiment plummeted in May as producers have become anxious about their farm's financial health. More than 60% of farmers predict farm input prices to be at least 30% higher this year compared to 2021. Though in the mysterious destruction of food or multiple food processing plants and in June, the deaths of thousands of cattle from excessive heat or was a foul play. Also in June, the soaring stock... Uh, the soaring stock market took a nosedive and Fed Chairman Jerome Powell admitted they are looking at replacing cash with digital currency. Surely the black horse is ready to ride, she continues. Uh, to be blunt, economies around the world are on the verge of collapse. J.P. Morgan Chase CEO Jamin, uh, Jamie Dimon is warning about a coming economic hurricane. He says right now it's kind of a sunny, things are doing okay, everyone thinks the Fed can handle this, but that hurricane is out there, down the road and coming our way. We don't know if it's a Superstorm Sandy or Andrew, but you better brace yourself, he says. So she continues, she says, how can I not reference the raging apostasy, the wolves among the flock, and the doctrine of demons all thriving in many churches today? This sad state of church affairs may be one of the most significant signs of our times out there. In May, we learned that a new study from Cultural Research Center at Arizona Christian University found that just 37% of Christian pastors in America have a biblical worldview. A spiritual awakening is needed in the pulpit just as much as in the pews. Imagine that two-thirds of our pastors, all denominations, don't have a biblical worldview. That is insane, folks. That's scary. 
Anyway, she continues. She goes, as this goes to press, Israel is sounding the war drums. In the face of Iran's continued development of nuclear capabilities, she's almost there. The Israeli Air Force has developed a new capability to fly its F-35 jets from Israel to Iran without requiring mid-air refueling. That's big, guys. That's big. Um, so she goes on to talk a little bit more about that. And then, of course, Netanyahu and everything that's going on about that. But she says this. Because I provided just a few short bullet points that I have uh, kept my eye on here in 2022 that tell me the king is coming any day. She says, I could list dozens more. We are trending towards the tribulation, the time of Jacob's trouble. And while believers can rejoice at our destination, remember that contained in the above situations are much suffering and perplexity globally. And human beings cannot solve these problems. That is why the word perplexity is seen in Luke 21, 25. The king of kings must return to establish his earthly kingdom on earth and clean up chaos, confusion, and consternation brought about by the Antichrist and his minions. The stage is being set, she says. The curtain for the last act could rise any day. So guys, uh, Jan Markell has a DVD as well as called Convergence, How Things Are All Falling Into Place. You guys should check that out. Um, she's got uh, some other great things on her website, too. Please go to olivetreeviews.org. Check it out. Some of the stuff she's got. It's great stuff. So, let's head over to Leo Holman's article and see what he has got to say, shall we? All right. Let me jet over here. So, new insight on Klaus Schwab's You'll Own Nothing and Be Happy. How AI and the Internet of Things will control everything you do in life. So, posted July the 14th of 2022 by Leo Holman, H-O-H-M-A-N-N dot com. Check it out. A friend contacted me today, he says, informed me that the luxury car maker BMW has announced plans to charge car owners $18 a month for heated seats. By itself, this sounds like no big deal. Most folks can't afford a BMW anyway, but it fits into a broader trend that I think captures the true meaning of the World Economic Forum slogan related to the Great Reset that you'll own nothing and you will... Have no privacy and you will be happy. When Klaus Schwab or some other globalist tells you uh, that you will own nothing, they don't necessarily mean that you will literally not own a thing and just rent everything from the billionaires. If that happened, Amazon or Walmart would go out of business. And we all know that cannot be allowed to happen. So while you may technically still own a house, a car, computers, appliances, a cell phone, etc., in the emerging digital economy, do you really own it? And by that, he says, he means, do you have full control over the usage of those products? If you have a deed or a receipt that says paid in full, are there special service fees required for the privilege of using that product? Even if there are no fees, does any outside entity have the ability to monitor or shut down whatever device you own? How much of your personal user data is being sent back to the manufacturer, which then uses it to sell you other products or sells your data to the government and other corporations. Bill Gates, Microsoft, may have been the first to lure people into this trap with his op Windows operating system and office suit. You buy it, they own it. If you don't continually update the software, feeding Microsoft data on your usage with each new update, you eventually lose it. It won't work anymore, or at least not very efficiently. 
The same goes for your iPhone. Now it is happening with vehicles, and not only with luxury add-ons such as heated seats. You buy it, they own the software to block certain features. You have to pay them to unlock those features, or at the very least, they require you to register the product to unlock certain features. You may not need to pay them, but by registering, you still hand over your personal data for free, which they use to bolster profits. And it's about to get worse. By 2026, the federal government has mandated that all vehicle manufacturers include a remote kill switch in every vehicle that leaves their factories. Now, we're talking about not just a seat that won't heat, but a car that potentially won't run. Then you really won't own that car at all. Because as soon as your social credit score dips below a certain level, the government can just flip the switch or flip the kill switch and your car has been rendered inoperable. This strategy will soon extend uh, this strategy will soon be extended to your house as well. Builders are building smart houses with smart cities. Trendy folks with more money than they know what to do with will love these types of houses where everything is done for them. They don't have to lift a finger. They walk into the smart house and bark out a certain command or clap their hands and the lights come on. The air conditioning resets to the evening temperatures they desire and so on and so forth. But even homes that don't carry the label of a smart home are wirelessly connected and have vast potential for technocratic mischief by third parties who don't live in your home. Why? Because 8% of U.S. homes already have the me mechanisms in place for the technocrats to intervene in your energy consumption. They're called smart meters, little chips that interact with the power grid, monitoring not only how much power we're using in real time, but where exactly that power is drawing from. Every appliance made over the last 20 years or so contains a chip that is talking to the smart meter and telling the power company everything it needs to know about where your electric power usage is coming from. If you have gas at your house, your water supplier can tell by how many times the toilet flushes and the dishwasher runs, how many living souls are staying there and for how long. Think of the possibilities. In the so-called green economy being pushed by the WEF, governments will at some point implement quotas on energy usage. If you have exceeded your monthly allotment for water or electricity, citing the latest climate change regulations, they automatically shut off the spigot. Or maybe they'll shut off certain appliances that have been overused by an irresponsible citizen that routinely exceeds his assigned carbon footprint. I can hear it now. Three strikes and you're out. No more power for you, no more water. Oh, but don't worry. Your friendly government regulator or his corporate partner will call you up and inform you that for wasteful folks like you, they have a special deal in which you can get some extra energy added to your monthly allotment if you pay the power company a fee to get it turned back on. Same thing goes for that shiny new electric car the politicians and media are telling you that you need to buy. How many charges will you be allowed before you've outstripped your allotment? Tesla, in fact, just warned its consumers in Texas to limit the number of charges on their vehicles due to the heat wave. On Wednesday, The Verge reported that Tesla sent a notice to the computer screens inside Tesla vehicles in Texas saying, a heat wave is expected to impact the grid in Texas over the next few days. The grid operator recommends to avoid charging during peak hours between 3 p.m. and 8 p.m. if possible to help statewide efforts to manage the demand, the alert said. Expect more of this in the future. The warnings on your screen will get progressively less plot and more punitive. They will sound less like recommendations and more like orders. 
We hear much talk in the mainstream media today about energy not being sufficiently available for the ultra-hot summers brought on by climate change, which is, of course, a lie. The real reason energy is lacking is because they have taken so many coal-fired power plants offline and are increasingly reliant on unreliable wind and solar. When you hear this kind of propaganda in the media and you start to express pre-planned blackouts, you should know that they are setting us up for the new resource-based digital economy of the Great Reset, where you will truly own nothing and learn to like it. But don't get fooled by that word, own. By owning nothing, what they are really telling us that even the things we think we own are not under our control. Even firearms are moving in this direction. Digitally connected smart guns are said to be the wave of the future and threaten to obliterate the Second Amendment. This is why the globalist elites pushing the Great Reset want so desperately to usher in a new digital economy where everything is connected to the Internet because it's only through digitation that the technocrats will be able to truly monitor and control all facets of human activity. That's why the Internet of Things is all about... Way back in 1970, Sigmund Brzezinski predicted this day would come. In his book, Between Two Ages, America's Role in the Technocratic Era, he stated, The technocratic era involves the gradual appearance of a more controlled society. Such a society would be dominated by an elite unrestrained by traditional values. Soon, it will be possible to assert almost continuous surveillance over every citizen and maintain up-to-date complete files containing even the most personal information about the citizen. These files will be subject to instantaneous retrieval by the authorities. Leo continues and says, Folks, we are there. In this world, government policies are increasingly driven by the private sector. Those in the government just follow the money, and the money is always in the latest, most invasive, artificial intelligence-driven technology. Everything is coming under the increasing control of big tech, big banks, and big pharma in collusion with the firmly entrenched administrative state. I can foresee a time when we may still own a lot of stuff on paper, but do we really own it or does it own us? And if you can't learn to be happy living in in such a society, if you complain too much and too loudly, there's a special place set aside for such people. It's called the gulag. This will not necessarily be a physical gulag, but it will be a place where all your privileges are taken away. In a technocracy, you have no rights, only privileges. So far for the oh, so for the non-compliant, there will be no car, no house, no digital money in the bank, no cell phone in the pocket. You become a non-person. Now that's a place we need to learn to like, not the technocrats' one uh, world digital order of total total information surveillance. Um, but our own private world of off-grid survival. Now is the time to start practicing how to survive in a non-digital off-grid world. And he says, Aldous Huxley, author of the 1932 dystopian novel Brave New World, also foresaw the coming technocracy. And Huxley wrote, The perfect dictatorship would have the appearance of a democracy, but would basically be a prison without walls in which the prisoners would not even dream of escaping. It would essentially be a system of slavery where, through consumption and entertainment, the slaves would love their servitudes. He wrote that in 1931. So Leo continues, he says, So now you have it. The true meaning of you will own nothing and be happy. But don't be deceived. Be smart. Prepare for the inevitable. Folks, you know I love him. It's LeoHoman.com. H-O-H-M-A-N-N.com. So that gives us a lot to think about, doesn't it? That's a well-written article. Lots of uh, lots of information for us to chew on, right? So what are your plans? 
are your plans to stay into this entertainment world or you know have you have you taken a step outside lately have you gone to the lake have you picked up a fishing pole have you taken your shoes off and went out into the grass have you went for a jog a bike ride have you taken your dog for a walk have you talked to your neighbors do you know your neighbors hmm questions that you may or may not have an answer for or maybe you haven't even thought about um in this day and age people are glued to their phone uh I can sit in a restaurant and I look around and people are literally staring at their phones across from each other with food sitting in front of them. And occasionally, you know, they, they, they don't even look away from their phone. They just lift the fork to their mouth and their eyes are still glued on their phone. Little babies uh, sitting in, in little high chairs and, you know, looking at their food and just looking at their mom and dad like something's not right here. <laughs> you ever feel like you're in Kansas and, you know, like, Toto, Toto, we're not in Kansas anymore. I tell you what, folks, I worked a crazy schedule this week, so I do apologize for not getting any um, podcasts uploaded. If you guys would please keep in, me in your prayer that I would find a good job um, that would allow me uh, to still do podcasting and stuff like that and uh, pay a decent wage, you know, one that I could do without a lot of stress. I know that's a lot to ask, but hey, our God can make a make a path in the wilderness and he can give us uh, streams in the desert. So I believe, I believe he can, uh, he can make a way for anything, right? So... Uh, if you guys would keep that in mind. I slept so hard. <laughs> I woke up this morning. Have you ever slept so hard that when you woke up, you didn't know what decade you were in? And if you were seven years old and it was Saturday morning and you were going to watch cartoons with a bowl of cereal? <laughs> I slept so hard. I woke up this morning. I didn't even hardly know who I was. <laughs> but um, anyway, it was a good it was a good sleep. But yeah, this is just things we should be thinking about, folks. Do you know your neighbors? Do you know people who live around you? Do you do you still talk to your friends or do you just text them? Do you guys still get together and go have coffee, uh, sodas, or whatever you guys? Dr. Pepper here in Texas. Everything's a Dr. Pepper in Texas. You want a Coke? It's a Dr. Pepper. You know, but hey. Um, yeah, do you, do you know people? Do you know your friends? Do you still go out and go do stuff? Do you still do things together? Or are you stuck inside watching Netflix or something else? Like that, I always say the television. Tell a vision. People are glued to that black box. Have you ever looked at him? It's crazy. It's it's crazy. But that is Satan. He is the, the devil, the accuser of the brethren. What does it mean? He is the god of this world, little G. He is the prince of the air, right? What do you think all this stuff? Have you noticed how Wi-Fi works? Your cell phones, like, oh, there's no cords. There's no, it's all through the air. I don't know. There's some things to think about, some things to chew on. <laughs> Let's move along to our next article, shall we? Let's do that. So let me pull up some stuff here. So here's on Zero Hedge. I wanted to mention this. France cuts nuclear power generation amid record-breaking heat wave. This is Saturday, July the 16th. And uh, it's Tyler Durden on ZeroHedge.com. They got a lot of information on there. Anyway, Europe's ongoing heat wave will continue through the end of the month, producing record-breaking temperatures across the continent. The heat wave is beginning to curb nuclear power production in, in France, which could have widespread effects across European markets. I guess they're saying the water there on those two plants is so hot because of the heat wave that they can't use it uh, through the condensers in the uh, in the nuclear power plants to cool it down because the water is so hot. So they had to cut it down 46%. So their capacity was down 47% on Wednesday. So guys over there in France, I'm, I'm so sorry for you guys. I'll be praying for y'all. I can't imagine that. It, coupled with the, with the fuel cost is just unbelievable. 
And folks, only, just remember that these elitists, you know, the World Economic Forum and all these places are manufacturing this crisis. People literally are dying. People are suffering and struggling all because these elitists want what they want. So just keep that in mind, folks, as we live in this world that is the fallen world. And uh, the demons are definitely uh, um, running amok, let's just say, because God is allowing them to. So, folks, if you're not a believer in Christ, I do not know what you're waiting for. I do not know. I mean, what, you think you're going to get out of this world alive? You're not. You're not. 100 out of 100 people die. Sorry. <laughs> um, but no, it, it, the truth is we are living in the end days. And I, I have friends that are non-believers and they're like, what is going on? Like, the Bible said what was going on. The Bible said it was going to happen. Hello, McFly, wake up, McFly, hello. Are you old fogies out there like me? You know, back to the future. You know, <laughs> no, folks, now's the time. Jesus said today is the day of salvation. Don't wait. Please don't wait. What are you waiting for? Folks, the tribulation is literally hell on earth. It is God's wrath. People said, oh, well, Satan and Satan's death. No, it's God's, God's wrath being poured out upon this world. And why? Because of Israel, his chosen people. He loves them so much that it's all for them to try to get them to turn and accept Christ as their Savior, which they will do three and a half years into the tribulation. But, folks, why wait that long? Why? You're not, I mean, I'm telling you, you do not want to be here for the tribulation. I do have a book. It's called After the Rapture, What Comes Next. Um, it's on Amazon. Heather Deano Daniel. Super cheap. $3.99. Whatever. It's as low as they'll let me price it. Go check it out. Uh, if you know somebody that might be left behind, grab that book. It's like 60 pages straight from the Bible. Dude, it's like a uh, uh, an instruction manual of what to do if you are left behind during the rapture. Go get it. Anyway, leave it on a coffee table somewhere where somebody can find it. That's the whole reason. Um, I have several books on, on, out there on Amazon, uh, if you guys want to go check that out. Uh, you know, um, the latest one that I did was, I think I actually read it on, I read it on my podcast last week. It's called When the Rapture Hits the Fan. So it's not when the shit hits the fan, it's when the rapture hits the fan. So it's like a, it's a, it's like a fictional take on that. It was really neat. I like, I enjoyed writing that book. But anyway, so folks, man, things are only going to get worse. I don't think they're going to get better. You know, they're like, oh, oh, you people. Well, I want to talk about there's some kingdom now. People are dominion now. They think they're going to make the world better. And then Christ is going to come back. Like, how's that working out for you guys now? How's that working out? I don't think that's working out too well. That's not what the Bible says at all. And uh, I don't know how you can read the Bible and believe that. Um, but, folks, get get you a good Bible. Get you a study Bible. Get you a commentary. Get you, get you some good stuff. And just dig into the word of God. Because now is not the time to be in famine. You know what I mean? Now is the time to be reading what's up, right? Because there's not only a famine of food coming. There is a famine of truth coming. And we see that happening now. Just like the book of Daniel said would happen. They'd be going here and there and to and fro. And all this stuff. And getting all this knowledge. But they're not getting any truth. And so that's what the Bible talked about. And you can see that happening on a global scale. So... John Holler's Prophecy Update Midweek Edition that he just did on the 14th of July. Guys, if you have not watched that, please go and watch that on YouTube. You can find that at the Fellowship Bible Chapel 
uh, YouTube channel. So go check it out. There's a lot of stuff that he can't really talk about because, um, you know, on YouTube, if you say certain words, which is why I'm not on YouTube anymore, uh, you get your channel struck down. So, <laughs> And their algorithms suppress you so much that nobody will ever see your stuff anyway, even if you send a direct link. But anyway, so they do a lot of stuff, right? They will shut down your channel. Um, they'll give you strikes. They're like basically conforming you uh using using all these these pressures on you that you have to do what they tell you to do basically so anyway so he he kind of you know incognito they did get another strike and so um because of some things that he had said which misinformation or whatever which is not true we all know it's not true but anyway go show them some love i say all of this to say he talked about this article and it's at the sociable and it's called the wef and the wto which is the world economic forum and the world trade organization push global digital identity of persons and objects we the people risk becoming they the product as a service for those who control the data and set digital identity uh policies and perspective and so folks I opened up this article so we can read it to you guys. And I need to probably get up some music, some other stuff for this guy. Because this is Tim um, Hinchcliffe. Tim Hinchcliffe. And he writes for The Sociable. And he's always got a lot of good information. And I quote quite a few of his articles as well. So I may need to do a little intro for him. Kind of like I do Leo Holman, right? So let's jump into this article. He posted that just the other day. Um, actually, this article was posted on the 18th of uh, April. So it's been a while back. So... But let's check it out. It says, um, so just as the so-called fourth industrial revolution is merging our physical, digital, and biological identities, the World Economic Forum and the World Trade Organization are looking to bring digital identity to physical objects, digital products, and biological beings. It says, um, here is a, in a quote um, from the uh, World Economic Forum here, and it says, any package, pallet, or container can now be equipped with a sensor, transmitter, or radio frequency identification tag, or RFID, that allows a company to track where it is as it moves through the supply chain, how it is performing, how it is being used, and so on. In the near future, similar monitoring systems will also be applied to the movement and tracking of people. That was by Klaus Schwab. The fourth industrial revolution of 2017 is when he talked about that. So on April 12th, 2022, the WTO and the WEF published a report encouraging the development of a global certification framework for digital identity systems of persons and objects, both physical and digital. According to the report, the promise of trade tech policy approaches to harness trade digitalization. End-to-end trade digitalization requires a global approach to digital identities of natural and legal persons as well as physical and digital objects sending or receiving electronic information to avoid creating digital identity silos so i'm going to increase the font a little bit here if you guys could only see no just kidding um you know me anyway so while the report is concerned with digital identity as it relates to digitalizing global trade systems the seed has been planted to normalize the idea of treating people like products to be tracked traced and monitored for compliance with certain standards just as rfid chips um, lot uh, devices and other sensing technologies track and trace products through their life cycles the same can be said about tracking humans through their own life cycles traceability can also help to monitor the life cycle of a product with a view to reducing fraud and theft or to access or assessing its contribution to a global circular economy and that was the promise of trade tech out of the wef and the wto from 2022 
Number three, global digital identity. So we're moving right along. And here's another one. And it says, integrating multiple identities and attributes from different sources about a given product can improve traceability. That's another promise from Trade Tech, WEF, and WTO. So in his book, 2017, uh, The Fourth Industrial Revolution, WEF founder Klaus Schwab remarked, any package, of course, or pilot or container can now be equipped with the sensor, transmitter, or radio frequency. Okay, and we talked about this as we talked about going through the supply chain route. So we're going to move along. And it says, in the near future, similar monitoring systems will also be applied to the movement and tracking of people, he added. This is his quoting. Uh, Treating people the same as any package, pallet, or container means not just tracking the movement of you and me, but measuring how we are, quote, performing, how we are, quote, being used and so on. Here's another one from the, a quote from the Promise of Trade, right, which is WEF and the WTO. Trade tech opens new opportunities to identify and track physical and digital objects. For instance, LOT devices can collect and monitor information in real time. In this dystopian scenario, we the people become they the product for those who control the data and set the policies. And in the future where all products have become services, the de devolution from people to products uh, to services will be complete. They, the product as a service. In this alternative timeline, you'll know nothing and be happy while governments and corporations enrich themselves while becoming human service providers. And oh, how quickly these public-private service providers are paving the way for what historian Yuval Noah Harari calls digital dictatorships, lording over data colonies. Here's another one from you all quoted. If you have enough data about me and enough computing power and biological knowledge, you can hack my body, my brain, my life. And so according to Harari, humanity is facing the danger of the rise of digital dictatorships that will monitor everyone all the time. Speaking at the annual WEF meeting in Davos in 2020, Harari announced this danger can be, this is quoted by him, this danger can be stated in the form of simple equation, which I think might be the defining equation of life in the 21st century. B times C times D equals AAH or AHH, which means biological knowledge multiplied by computing powered multiplied by data equals the ability to hack humans. Folks, they've thought all this out already. So it says, and you've all, here's a quote from 2020, says, you don't need to send the soldiers in if you have all the data. In a breakaway session, uh, Harari further elaborated on what it means to hack human beings, stating, quote, to hack human beings, you need a lot of biological knowledge, a lot of computing power, and especially a lot of data. If you have enough data about me and enough computing power and biological knowledge, you can hack my brain, my body, my life. Uh, you can reach a point where you know me better than I know myself. Are we at that point where Huawei or Facebook or the government or whoever can systematically hack millions of people? Meaning they know about my medical condition, about my personal weaknesses, about my life history, Harari asked. Once you reach that point, the implication is that they can predict and manipulate my decisions better than me. Hackable humans make programmable people. Here's the promise from the trade tech. Another quote, and it says, Trade agreements could encourage the development of global certification framework whereby accredited digital identity operators would issue globally recognized digital identities. Of course, we have this map here, and it tells you all about your digital identities. From healthcare to financial services, food and sustainability, travel mobility, humanitarian response, e-commerce, social platforms, e-government, telecommunications, and telecommunications uh, with traffic and so on. It can monitor everything, right? So predicting and manipulating human behavior requires constant surveillance, 
data collection, and tracking in real time. All the hallmarks of digital identity schemes, the fourth industrial revolution, and the great reset. While the WEF and the WTO separate digital identity of natural and legal persons from digital identity in physical and digital objects, in their trade tech report, the so-called fourth industrial revolution will make no such distinction. So he goes on to say, digital identity will be like will likely be used uh, by public and private um, service providers to track and trace our every movement and interaction in real time as we were products to be made into services. Authoritarianism is easier in a world of total visibility and traceability. That's another quote from the WEF Global Risks Report from 2019. So remember, Klaus Schwab wrote back in 2017 that just about anything could be equipped with a sensor, transmitter, or RIFID chip, and that similar monitoring systems will also be applied to the movement and tracking of people. What Schwab's described was a technocratic system of surveillance and control similar to the Chinese Communist Party system of social credit that doles out rewards and punishments based on an individual's compliance to authoritarian decrees, such as the case with vaccine passports, which serve as a form of digital identity, according to the WEF. Digital identity allows governments and corporations to have total visibility and traceability over people and things, both physical and digital, while determining which products, services, and information we will be able to access. And what was it that the WEF said about total visibility and traceability in its 2019 Global Risks Report? Authoritarianism is easier in a world of total visibility and traceability. Folks, that's a quote straight from their website from 2019. What do you think they've got planned for you and I? I'm telling you, the Antichrist, you can see this whole, the whole stage is being set. When you hear global, when, remember like a decade ago, you didn't hear all this. And how did the World Economic Forum gain so much traction and come, you know, boom, folks. The Bible is playing out right in front of our eyes. So go check out that article. And another thing, if you want to think about that, look what they did in China. Now, it shows that some people were going to a protest, right? When China, your phone, your passport, your health passport, all this stuff is connected, right? And so he got on the train. He was fine. Health passed, right? But then you're tracking him. And, of course, using all of his social media and all the things that he said because your phone can listen to you and all this stuff. But anyway, when he got to the point to go to the protest, it wouldn't let him off the train. It, his digital health code passport turned red and said, nope. He's not healthy, right? He's not healthy. He could have COVID. Beep, 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 red. So they arrested him and then sent him back. So, folks, if you don't think this can be used against you, it can. And it most definitely will. So that's a good headline for you guys. So as usual, if you don't listen to John Holler, go check it out. Fellowship Bible Chapel that is on YouTube. He's got one. He's got the same thing on um, Rumble and some other things. They are working on an app. And I so hopefully praying that they get that set up because he is a wealth of knowledge so he's an attorney and so they're always putting this stuff up and so he is a total wealth of knowledge and i was just scrolling through but if you haven't listened to his latest update go check it out lots of stuff lots of good stuff on there so there was another thing that he had mentioned that i wanted to check out but um anyway I'll see if I can't pull that up later. So what else have we got going on today? So this is another thing. This, Yeah, so he talked about Sri Lanka, right? And everything that's going on there. And how it was literally on the WEF's website. 
and how they had posted, oh, the president of Sri Lanka was on there, and this is what we're going to do. We're going to use these all this stuff, right? We're going to start growing organic and, you know, all this stuff, and the World Economic Forum, and this is, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Well, look at what happened to Sri Lanka, and it wasn't very good. So the WEF took that article down, like they tried to scrub it like it never existed. There's a website that you can go to that archives the internet. And anyway, John Holler was able to pull that back up. And so go check out his uh, update, and you'll be able to see it in here, and he'll tell you all about it. But for now, we're going to listen. Uh, we're going to watch this. This is Sri Lanka is the future the global elites want for everyone. This article was penned by Stacy Lennox. It was posted on the 13th of July at pjmedia.com. So, she says, while the culture wars, wars and inflation preoccupy you, several countries worldwide face food insecurity and destabilization thanks to the broad ideas of our global elites. Sri Lanka is in the news this week as the government appears to be toppling, but the nation is not the first to fall as a result of actions taken by our irresponsible betters. To fight the sun monster, nations uh, entirely on board with the global climate agenda are encouraging the use of natural fertilizers. Sri Lankan president, I can't pronounce his name at all, but it's Godabaya, I believe, Rahapakse or whatever. Anyway, banned all chemical fertilizers last year. By December 2021, there were widespread concerns about food shortages in his country. Now, he is, uh, now Rajapaksa is the former president of Sri Lanka and throngs of hungry Sri Lankans are rummaging through his kitchen cabinets and using his bathroom. He fled to the Maldives. So a similar trajectory occurred in Ghana, a country new a, a country rich in new oil and gas discoveries at the beginning of 2000s. Discoveries so big that in 2015 the World Bank approved its largest ever guarantee for the country's energy sector. The plan was to develop natural gas production and power plants mainly to benefit investor firms from Italy in the Netherlands in partnership with Ghana's National Petroleum Corporation, and we wonder why African nations hate the West. Uh, like Sri Lanka, Ghana's agricultural minister began encouraging the use of organic fertilizers in 2021 to address climate change and shortages caused by the pandemic. Ghana has experienced regular blackouts since last year, despite investments in its natural resources. Tucker Carlson reported Tuesday that according to observers, Ghana is suffering severe food shortages and hunger. In June, hundreds of protesters clashed with police in the capital of Accra, protesting fuel price hikes, attacks on electronic payments, and spiraling inflation. Once the hunger sets in, it count on the angry crowds getting as large as those in Sri Lanka. When people get hungry, things go sideways fast. Yes, folks, so problems are not confined to the third world. As the government tells the Netherlands farmers and cattle ranchers to reduce nitrogen and ammonia use by 50%, they can at least roll into town or block the border riding in riding a tractor. It all seems absurd since nitrogen is a critical ingredient in any fertilizer, including organic ones. Plants require it for photosynthesis. There is also no better fertilizer for home use than milligranite, also known as pellet pelletized chicken poop. It is high in ammonia and about as organic as you can get. No one ever squares the circle about how to balance the need for manure with the desire to eat meat production at the WEF. It is just one way to it is just one way you can tell the climate cabal is not made up of serious people. They are ideologues. 
The Netherlands is the world's second largest next exporter of food. So it won't just be the Dutch people going hungry when their agricultural sector collapses from stupidity. As Tucker Carlson noted in his monologue, we don't have to wonder how the Green Revolution in the UN and the World Economic Forum are pushing will work out. We already know. Yet, here is resident genius in USED administrator Samantha Power in May. Since uh, she is opining about the fertilizer shortage as an opportunity to move to natural solutions like the ones being tried in Sri Lanka, Ghana, and the Netherlands. And she wants Americans to pay for it. We can listen to her um, right here, but I'm not going to play that because i got to readjust this entire studio. So I'm working on stuff. I'm working on it. But anyway, uh, so Biden official Samantha Power celebrates fertilizer shortages that will force farmers to hasten transitions to natural solutions like manure and compost. Never let a crisis go to waste. Anyway, someone should ask her how to grow a tomato or a field of wheat. She probably knows enough about food production to access her groceries from Whole List through an app. But global elites like her think their status qualifies them to weigh in on global food production. It seems to be going great so far. Carlson also explained there's a significant correlation between a country's environmental, social, and government score impending societal collapse due to hunger and power shortages. According to the data, he provided the environmental impact scores for Ghana, Sri Lanka, and the Netherlands are 97.7%, 98.1%, and 98.7%. So the poorer you get, the more human suffering there is, the higher you, your ESG score, he noted. As climate activist Michael Schellenberger warned, the apocalyptic climate movement pushes pro-scarcity and anti-human policies. Recent events seem to underscore his view. Other countries are traveling the same path. According to Carlson in 2015, South Africa pledged to switch to renewables. Now, seven years later, with a score of 91%, the country is experiencing rolling blackouts. France's transition is not going well either. After the country achieved an ESG score of 92.6% after making clean energy commitments in 2012, protests began in 2018. You may recall how difficult it was to get information about the Yellow Vest protests that persisted for months. At the G7 in June, President Macron begged President Biden to drill more oil on a hot mic. The rest of Europe is sliding into crisis as well. The UK, with a score of 92.7, is warning as many as 6 million residents may face power cuts this summer. Germany is rationing hot water. The war in Russia is undoubtedly hastening the problems in Europe. However, decades of feckless, not-in-my-backyard energy policy created a reliance on Russian oil through the back door, setting the stage for the energy crisis. People will almost certainly freeze to death in Europe this winter if something doesn't change quickly. According to Carlson's report, the United States score on the environmental index is 58%. Biden pledged to end drilling, fracking, and fossil fuel subsidies throughout his 2020 campaign. To date, it seems he is keeping his promise. Residents in Northeast and Midwest who rely on heating oil and propane may, or may have to choose between food and fuel this winter. According to the U.S. Energy Information Administration, the cost of heating oil went up 20% last year, and the agency projects an increase of almost 50% in 2022. That is on top of records setting inflation of everything else. America is at a crossroads. Biden and the people running the administration are trying to push us down the same path as Europe, Sri Lanka, and Ghana. How long will the shelves be empty and homes be cold before Americans push back and say no? Anyway, watch Tucker. You can watch that um, on the pjmedia.com or you can go to Tucker Carlson and watch his full monologue on that. Folks, we are at a crossroads. Like, we really are. The entire world. Now, 
I don't understand how these few people, these few elites can dictate to the entire world what to do as they fly their, you know, massive private jets and their Bentleys and all these gas guzzling. But they're going to tell you and me, hey, man, you can't run your AC. I know it's 115 degrees outside, but no, you need to cut down your energy uses. You know, you're going to cause a rolling blackout. So you can't you can't run your AC. You're just going to have to deal with it. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, you can't drive that expedition. Oh, you drive a pickup truck. I'm sorry. You don't need that pickup truck. You can haul that hay in, in your in your Prius. Just put that hay bale on top of that Prius and just drive it to the farm. You know, you don't need all this fancy stuff. You guys don't need these fancy things. What's wrong with y'all? And it's kind of like um, Legal Homans article. You'll own nothing and be happy. So technically, you may have a car sitting in your driveway, but do you really own it? It's like when I had my house. Did I really own it? No, I still pay property. My property taxes were as much as my mortgage. So do you really own anything? No. But that's what they say. You will own nothing and be happy. Folks, it's coming down the pipeline. It's here. It's in your face. Uh, these select few are pretty much telling you know the masses what to do. I mean, what are we going to fight back? Is anybody going to fight back? What are we going to do? We're going to pray about it. That's what we're going to do. But, yeah, you got to think about things. We're in the end times. But that does that mean we give up? Absolutely not. We don't give up. We are the salt in the light. We are called to be that, right? Christ has called us to do that. We are to, to tell about the good news until the day he takes us home. I don't know about you guys, but I'm hoping that soon. I'm hoping he comes to take his church back soon. Take us home because we are in this world, but folks, we are not of this world. And so that's what that's what the Bible tells us. And Jesus comforted us with those words. So when you see these things happen, look up because your redemption draws near. And that, folks, is what we are all looking for. That is our blessed hope. And um, so with everything going on in the world today, I hope I hope that this uh, podcast, I hope maybe this episode Maybe, you know, the Holy Spirit will speak to your heart and just let you know that the days are short. Time is short to make your decision for Christ. And if that Holy Spirit is wooing you, if he's wooing you, then now is the time to answer, to answer him, to, to repent of your sins, to ask Christ to be your Savior, to believe that God sent his son, Jesus, to don a cross, to don our place, and that God raised him three days uh, later from the dead, and that he ascended into heaven, and he sits at the right hand of the throne of God right now. And he intercedes to the Father for us, his children. So when somebody tells you, oh, all people are God's children, no, the Bible is specifically clear about that. If you are not a born-again believer in Christ Jesus, uh, you are not a child of God. You are a child of your father, the devil, Jesus says. So I'm going to get off of here, guys. And uh, as always, get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you. And Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha. My prayer for everybody is that God will continue uh, to keep us bold, to keep us focused on his word, to open our eyes so that we can see what is going on in the spiritual realm so that we will know that the time is short and that there is a war going on right now. There's a war going on for each and every person's very soul. Satan wants to take you to hell with him. That you will suffer for eternity in hell. But God doesn't want anybody to perish. He's not willing that anyone should perish, but that all should come to the saving grace of Jesus Christ. He wants you to be with him forever. Folks, it's eternity. Either way you look at it, you're going to be in hell for eternity if you deny Christ, or you'll be with God and with Jesus for eternity if you accept Christ. And I hope today that you will accept him because the days are short. So very, very short. 
like it was in the days of Noah, the Bible says. Jesus said, so will it be when the Son of Man comes back. And what were they doing in the days of Noah? Is evil everywhere, right? Every thought of man was evil. They were even inventing new ways to be evil. Kind of like right now. Kind of like what we see what's going on right now. And can you imagine them talking to him that whole time? Hey, Noah, what you building there? Hey, Noah, hey, Noah, what are you building there, Noah? And him telling people what was going to happen and them making fun of him and mocking him. Yeah, where's the where's the coming of this Jesus? Where's the coming of, you know, all this? Where's this flood water, Noah? Where's this rain you call rain, you know? Just like it is today when they talk to us pre-tribulationists and they talk to us Christians. Where's the coming of, of Jesus? You've been saying this since the beginning of time. He was going to come back. Well, folks, that voice is very loud these days. But just remember, the Bible said that that would happen. So when you see these things happening, folks, just remember it's all pointing to the truth of the Bible. That's what this whole podcast is for, is to show you guys how world events are pointing you back to the Word of God. That God said these things would happen. So let's get excited. Let's get on fire for the Lord, shall we? Let's go out and I just go out and tell somebody about Jesus today. Thank you guys so much for listening. And may God bless each and every one of you as we await the glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 